Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the mu- the podcast where we tell you what we and you can learn from musicals. I am one of your hosts, Zane C. Weber, here with my hosts from across the internet, one Julie Eisentrager. Oh, hello! And another KB. Hey guys, it's me, KB. Once again, we are recording in isolation, so if the audio is a little bit uh, jittery, please bear with us. Uh, Joining us again to discuss another musical is the wonderful Mr. Christopher Batkin. Hello. How are you, Chris? I mean, here in this cyberspace we've all joined. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I mean, you know, it's uh, the walls are starting to close in, but other than that, it's great. Weird times. So, you have brought us a one of my favorite musicals of all time. I'm just going to put that out there right now. It is Songs yes. for a New World. Mm-hmm. Now, why? Yes, I have. Why do you like Songs for a New World? Um, I just, hmm. <laughs> I mean, so I started musical theater just like listening to soundtracks, and so I think this one is just it's just like a soundtrack just full of like tight stories where you get everything you need and you get out in like, I was about to say three minutes or less, but some of them are quite long. They're like six <laughs> minutes. So like just in, in one go, you get everything you need. And then like, in addition to that, there's like some sort of, there's cool like winding narratives through the whole thing. And it's just, it's just a great time. I 100% agree. But before we talk any more about Songs for New World, let's get to know you again. So you've already done our quiz. So this time... We all yep. get to cast you in something. Ah. <laughs> so, it's not scary, with the record Chris, show, I'm it. leaning back in my chair with my hands behind my head. <laughs> That's me rubbing my hands with glee. <laughs> uh, so, uh, does anyone have a strong feeling about where Chris should be cast? Well, I was just about to comment on your Facebook post, Chris, in this Facebook game we're currently playing. Mm-hmm. And the whole pick... At the moment, it's pick three dream roles and then we tell you which of your dream roles you should play. And you've put Balladeer as your third from Assassins and I would love to see that. So I'm going to cast you as that just so that I get the opportunity <laughs> to one day win. the only one it. who said that so far. Really? <laughs> I'm going to go comment on it right now so people know that they're rubbish. Bella, dear. <laughs> um, okay. All right. 
I can do this. I can do this. Um, for some reason, and I don't know why, I associate you with, um, uh, this is not actually my casting, but a part of me in my head tells me you're Toby from Sweeney Todd, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Have you <laughs> never ever played him? No. Although I think I auditioned a couple of times. Yeah. To, mm, in my head. Some other one I forget. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll anyway. pretend that there's no 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 insult intended in saying you know you just just look like the simple character. You just, you... <laughs> yeah, but like I just feel like I've it's anyway your, your baby face. Chris what Beckin. I was kidding. <laughs> says KV. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what an insult! No, um, I was actually thinking 25th County, no, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yes. That's not in a the, character. No, in the character <laughs> of, in the role of, I don't, Chip? I forgot his name. Leaf. Is Which, there a William? William yeah, Barfey. Barfey, the magic foot guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's uh, you and Magda Zabanski can play a uh, William Barfey. <laughs> Wait, Wasn't is that she a thing? in the uh, Australian tour of Sweeney Todd too? Is uh, as, yeah. as Toby? <laughs> it was. <laughs> You're just going to follow Magda's career path. No, no, no. Um, I'm actually going to put you pretty much as far away from Toby as is possible at all. <laughs> I actually think you'd do a great squip from Be More Chill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that, that that's uh, that's on my own personal bucket list, but I reckon you'd, you'd, you'd be wonderful at that. Yeah. I was going to – there was going to be a – before the plague hit, there was going to be a production in in Bean Lee, I think, and I was going to mm. try out for that. But I don't think the squip was on my list of of roles. But that's an interesting one. I have to think about. Yeah, I mean, you you would also be a pretty good Michael or anyone. I really. kind of wanted yeah. to be a teen like one more time. <laughs> Just... It'll happen again and again, Chris. We're in this together. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What is worse, being play, playing someone younger than yourself all the time, or playing like a middle aged divorce lady? Oh, 100% you've got it worse. I always, yeah. look, look though, no. that might be problematic casting, but I have a, a an unfortunate tendency to be cast in roles that are usually played by people of colour. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's go right yeah, on from that. I think that. you did a really good Paragua guy, okay? That was great. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's take a break, play some music, and we'll start talking about songs for a new world. Okay, Chris. So, first up, if you could give us a two-minute elevator pitch of the inverted commas plot of Songs for a New World. <laughs> this is the meanest <laughs> thing we've ever done. Dang. It's right in my face, too. There's a timer right up on the screen now. Good Lord. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay, so the, the I'm doing air quotes plot of, of Songs for a New World. There's like these four people... Um, just sort of inhabiting different characters and, and moving through time and space. And all of the songs have this connection of it's like people on like the verge about to, like a, a, a massive change in their lives or in their relationships or in their personal journeys. And they, they sort of explore the, the inner turmoil of those moments and the things you have to think about in those moments and, and sort of what can happen directly before and after that. And uh, 
Oh man, I don't. I'm trying <laughs> to think. So I guess okay. So man one is is sort of always on the verge of like something great, and he has to sort of grapple with like whether he's worth it or what's going to happen when he when he reaches his peak. And then in the end, he sort of um, in in songs like King of the World, he sort of uh, he's sort of losing favor and and uh, dealing with what comes from that. Uh, woman one, I think, if I don't get these wrong, is um, oh, actually, I find her hard to describe. Woman two is always sort of coming <laughs> to terms with the realization that she's made like a mistake in a relationship or made the wrong choice, but like so far in the past that it, you can barely remember it. And, and then realizing that she's made that mistake and then trying to figure out what she's doing after that. And, and that's all I've got. That, the, the, <laughs> the man one and, and woman one are a little harder to, to codify in that way. But yeah, man one and woman one. Four of them essentially on this continual journey and you're watching them come at it from different angles and, yeah. and sometimes singing together and sometimes alone. And, and, uh, I, I find that show. man one and woman one are more looking forward about a decision that they're going to make or that they will have to make and kind of discuss mm. thinking about what will happen. Whereas man, man two and woman two are, are more about examining the decisions they made in the past that they either regret or they're still dealing with the repercussions of. Mm. But it, so it is, it is a song cycle more than a musical, but it is a song oh, yeah. cycle. Did that, I not say that? That's <laughs> It is it is a song cycle that's very uh, thematically consistent, so it doesn't feel too, like, jarring. Like, some song cycles kind of jump all over the place. And while Songs for a New World is very contextually different from song to song, um, there is a, a, a pretty strong through line for each of the characters, like you were saying. Um, so I, I have produced Songs for a New World, and that's why it is one of my favourite musicals of all time. Um... I fell in love. All of these characters have some redeeming qualities, even if it's just hopelessness, like man, too. Um, no judgment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but so I think I guess we should we should probably approach this from the uh, from the directions of the songs. Uh, do you have? Are you drawn towards any song in particular, Chris? Um. I I find as I grow older, Jesus Christ, <laughs> but I I'm, I, uh, I find that I sort of understand a little bit more about um, the 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 relationship side of of the woman two and man two stuff. I, I feel like in in my younger years, I uh, was sort of drawn to um, man no man one and woman two as sort of the big powerhouse songs. Mm. But uh, I feel like there's like stuff like she cries is um I really like like the 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 lyrics and like the the building in in that and how how that song uh, grows over time and I've I've sort of come to like that one a lot as well and also the um uh, Christmas lullaby as well which uh, yeah yeah works on me a surprising amount for someone who sort of doesn't really have a um. Well, is not is not planning on getting pregnant anytime soon. I guess. Um, what? But... <laughs> so I guess those ones, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I- I'm definitely drawn to the more theatrical ones as well. Woman Two is is an easy favorite, and and yeah. her numbers. Um, I mean, we have said it many times before on this podcast that Julie is um, 
pretty perfect for Surabaya Santa. So one day we will get her to do that. Um, This Christmas, guys. We'll do it this Christmas. (laughs) I mean, not saying anything, but there are two men and two women on this podcast (laughs) right now. Guys, get the sheet music out. I'll sight read it. You don't have it out already? (laughs) I'm going to say. The last time I saw this show was the one that Zane C. Weber produced. (laughs) Um, And I really enjoyed the storyline that kind of went with that one in that they were coming back into this attic. Was it an attic? And they were looking at It was a storage space, yeah. Yeah, and it was like memories. Um, I don't know if that's not the take that a lot of people I had seen do the show before had taken, and I just I really enjoyed. No, there there are a number of really really disparate um, directions that this production has taken um, in the past. I know I uh, the last one that I heard of is a friend of the show, Mary Littlejohn. Um, her company produced a version of this show where all the characters were refugees and singing the songs from the perspective of someone going into a new place and the experience that they're having there, Um, which was very different to how I did it, which was basically four family members coming in and re-examining a life that had broken down after one of their parents had died. Um, And it's, it's really, it speaks a lot to Jason Robert Brown's songwriting ability and the curation of the, of the, of the songs in this show that they are, they can be interpreted in so many ways because it is just all about the examination of that choice that they're making. Well, I think he was, he did an interview with Playbill about it because it is probably his first work to get some very large recognition. And Mm. he like, it ran on Broadway when he was just 25 years old. That's crazy. Um, But he said that each character is supposed to be the same person all the way through. Um, And it is an exploration of the relationships they have with people and each other. So essentially, he wrote it just like a musical set of short stories, um, which is really lovely, I think. And I think you can see it in that he, if you could write one show and that be it, and I think he really saw it as that to begin with, he just was like, here is everything I am capable of writing. Here are all the styles I am capable of doing. Mm. Here is um, here is basically my musical DNA in a show. <laughs> um, and I think that's why it has such a wonderful mix. And he also got Daisy Prince to come in and curate it. So she also had a big hand in in what it looked like and how to shape each of those kind of through lines without it being... Yeah. The, the main purpose of the show so that's a, i think it's a really wonderful wonderful way of doing things i will say the the cast recording is only was only just released on spotify last year and that was of the new staging um so you could you could buy the album which was released but it wasn't available streaming or on any other services uh so if you're looking for it on spotify that's the that's the one that you will find um, it is a little bit different. Uh, Jason Robert Brown did uh, redo the orchestrations, uh, and uh, of course, the or, or he wrote a lot of the songs in the original for the people who were workshopping it with him, who carried on into the performances. So uh, the the performances are quite different between the two different versions. But I'm I'm a big fan of both of them, um, so yeah. I highly recommend uh, listening to both. Yeah, I think he like he took his time. I think the thing is is that he took his time with it. 
he didn't try and churn it out. It took him like six years. He was in, when he saw Closer Than Ever at 19, he was like, I want to write something like that. And I think sitting down with something until you are ready for it to be seen in the world mm. is, is a very good idea. <laughs> Do we have any fun facts with KB? Um, they're kind of it. My funnest fact was like, it blows my mind that at 25 years old, he <laughs> had a show on Broadway. Like what? Yeah, what are, what are, what, are, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? I know, um, obviously, friend of the show Benedict Braxton Smith. That was his goal for a long time was to win a Tony <laughs> by twenty five. Um, and I had never really heard of anyone that ambitious before Benedict um, until now. Where well, I well, I will now? say, I mean. JRB did not win a Tony for this show. He did not, but he still had a show on Broadway at 25, and that is pretty amazing. That's pretty good. Absolutely. What yeah. about you, Julie? Is there a bad review with Julie? Uh, look, I've dug and I've really <laughs> I've looked quite hard for a bad review, and I can't find one. Well, 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 one. well. I feel like the thing about this show is, like, if people didn't like it, and I, I don't mean this in, like, the sense that they're dumb like they wouldn't like people who don't like it just didn't get it yeah and and i mean that in the sense that like the, it didn't like speak to them it would still be like something bad about the show but it would just be like a person who's like i just didn't understand what was going on yeah absolutely. But trust me that that would still Which be on not the a, internet and i haven't true, found it but it's not a very interesting bad review it's not like someone being like you know this was like knives in my ears <laughs> i wanted to claw my eyes i was just like i was confused I <laughs> So I would I would like just before we switch over to lessons learned, uh, everyone to just let me know my favorite tidbit of information. What your favorite song from the show is? Oh, I thought we had to tell you what your favorite song from the show was. I was like, yes. "Well, that's easy." Oh, look, I, I, over about more than half the show is my favorite song from this show. So it'll be interesting what I spit out when it comes to me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you go, Julie. I can tell you mine is um, Surabaya Santa, mm. <laughs> purely because it was my first exposure to it and uh, Zane didn't shut up about it since. That's true. I very rarely will. <laughs> um, mine is Stars and Moon. Is that an audition yeah. piece for you? Have I heard you sing that in an audition? No, you haven't. Oh. I've never used it in an audition. Um, mainly because I just don't want to be that mean to an accompanist <laughs> <laughs> by being like, here's some Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> oh, I, Play for me. I have seen a lot of people bring King of the World in and throw that in front of a, uh, a, a, a yeah. pianist. Oh. And it's like, oh. You monsters. <laughs> well, it, does, it never goes well for them. <laughs> it's just like you hear someone go. Yeah. <laughs> What about like, you, Chris? What are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> do you have a favorite uh, song? I guess mine. I, I kind of like the ones where like everyone comes in for a bit to do stuff. Like I'm, I'm thinking like the river won't flow is fun. Yeah. Um, Steam train is great. I think like that bit where all the instruments drop out in Steam train is really cool. Um, but then the flag maker, I think, sort of hits yeah. me right in the gut every time. So that one probably is my favorite. When, when it goes. Like from the just the back half of Act Two, which I'd give it all for you, which is Man Two and Woman One, into Flag Maker, which is Woman Two, into Flying Home, which is Man One, into <clears throat> basically signing off the show. Like that is just where it, it 
doesn't spare you any gut punches. It just hits you one after the other after the other. It really is flying home for me, which is Man One and the Company and Hear My Song. But, uh, you know, yeah. River Won't Flow is a great, great song. And it's, and it's the whole company as well. Uh, the harmonies in that yeah. are just great. The thing about this album is that there isn't any song that I skip. Like in every album, there's a song that I skip, but not in this one. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back with the lessons that we learned from Songs for New World. Okay, there's a lot of lessons in this musical. Let's go. Let's. Uh, what have we got? What have we got? What have we got? Um, <laughs> build, build boats better. Build your boats better. Um, if yeah. the if the uh, sails are ripped and torn, don't go. If the uh, mm-hmm. planks beneath them crack, just don't <laughs> don't go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if your men are tired and hungry, let them take a nap. It's uh, basic ship captaining. <laughs> yeah. So you just in case you ever like captain a ship crew. Yeah. He's <laughs> got the basics. He's, it's it's fourteen ninety two. You've got time, you know. You won't discover the new world for at least another five years. You can take the nap. Or one day later. Um, I think we learned that Mrs. Claus is not happy. <laughs> no. It's, it's like, not happy. yeah, like uh, I, I think a lot of woman two stuff is just like, hey, I know that we we enjoy we enjoyed each other's time, but maybe you need to treat me better now that we are older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe don't pick like superficially for your like wife partner. Don't think of, <laughs> don't think of things like money and houses and well, fame. Well, I, I think it's like you, you, you literally turn down love three times in order to get money. To, yeah. To, yeah. So it's like maybe, maybe love is something that you actually should value over over money. Phone. Someone <laughs> finds love three times in this. Uh yeah, the, the opportunity. Song. Yeah. Stars in the moon. Can't even find it once. <laughs> <laughs> Nor can I find someone rich. This is rude. Uh, I mean, a lot. Have you of... tried going out on a street corner and singing "Stars in the Moon" over and over? Again? <laughs> mm, I didn't know true. where that was going. <laughs> That's why I tried flow. to get through it as quickly as possible. <laughs> like no stops in that sentence, just all the way through. But when it's directed at me, you don't need the stops, you know? Like, mm. uh, I haven't. I will once this is over. I think I think there is uh, a, a big, a big, a big lesson through pretty much through the whole majority is like, don't don't make decisions based on preconceived notions. Like, think about each decision yeah. for its own uh, for its own merits. Uh, you you go into a lot and you judge based on prejudice of what you think the world should be like with and just ignore how the world is. Um, yeah. And I think that's a lot of Man One songs as well, is uh, like this should be happening but it isn't or this should be happening but it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that came up when I was reading the interview with Jason Robert Brown that I think is really lovely in that I think as actors – we often have to portray things that we haven't experienced and how we make that believable and how we play the truth in that. But I never really thought about it as someone who composes music, um, having to go through the same things. Cause there are so much in this show that Jason Robert Brown would never have 
experienced even in terms of emotions or internal whatevers um i don't think he was alive in 1492 on the deck of a spanish oh absolutely not historically definitely not (laughs) Um, he went to the uh um pirates of the caribbean right for that one (laughs) (laughs) wrote the whole thing going around but he has this really nice quote that i think kind of sums it up and as both are like for writers and actors and anyone who has to like singers anyone who has to portray um things that they they have never experienced there are things that you begin to recognize about the human condition things you absorb and internalize maybe without even knowing it i'm a writer because i want to bring stories to life those stories live in me and resonate in me for reasons well beyond my comprehension but i couldn't write them if i didn't on some level feel them and want to understand them and he goes on to say that he like takes like he's watched so much like theater and movies and all of that that he has seen how they play out and so that was really nice and that there's also this sense of finding a community and finding our place in the world throughout the show um and there for this particular time this quote um they asked him in the one of the lines in the final number hear my song goes listen to the song that i sing and trust me but at this point the entire show is nearly done so why should we trust you and he said, that's the point of community, isn't it? That we have to learn to trust each other, even in moments of crisis or moments of indecision. Things don't necessarily go well for the characters in this show, but they all end up fighting through it together. When the people I love are in crisis, I have to reach out to them and tell them to hold on to me and I'll put them through it. And I count on them to do the same when I'm at the end of my tether, mm. which I think is really beautiful. And um, that that song, Hear, Hear My Song, at the, end of the, at the end of the show, it is really uh, kind of a point where you're like, okay, so we're going to go forward from here. It's not tie- It's not ending the show. It's no. just kind of signing off, okay, so we've heard where you've come from and we'll go forward together, um, which I think is a, is, yeah, like his quote says it all and says it in a much, much more succinct way than I ever could. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else? I guess like going on from, from your point, Zane, also just like don't, trying not to make decisions based in fear. I feel mm. like yeah. that might be what I feel is the through line of of uh, Man uh, 2. Man 2, yeah. Yeah, is that he's always like like just a- afraid of things going wrong or or of uh, making mistakes and uh, it-, it seems to just mess them up over and over again. Yeah, because you don't make a mistake if you never commit to anything because yeah, it's, not, it's not your choice. <laughs> Ooh, guys this is getting too real let's move on quick it, it's a real good show uh, real good songs don't hang around on the window ledge of a very high apartment <laughs> all right is that was that a tricky <laughs> enough joke for you <laughs> thanks chris i prefer humor than emotions it's very well done <laughs> all right well let's go on to our dreamcast All right, so we have four people and yes. they all have to be great singers. <laughs> Not just good singers, they have to be great singers. It's a very yeah. vocally challenging show for everyone. Who have we got? Well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Chris. Well, okay, so as much fun as it would be to make him sing about basketball again, I actually <laughs> would love to hear Zac Efron do surprise. <laughs> I think he would really do that well. 
I appreciate you, Chris Beckett, even if uh, this is a joke. <laughs> I love that our guests I, I do mean, it that, for that's us That's not a joke. I, I don't know how he would do the rest of the show, but I think I would really like to hear him sing She Cries. I think he would Amazing. do that really well. I do too. I do too. Yeah. That's Same, what do you We've think? I, I think of all the roles in the show, Man 2 is probably where Zac Efron would fit best um, just because he is not a high tenor and Man 1 goes pretty high up there. Um so yeah, I, I actually don't. I don't mind if we're gonna put him in the show. Mantu is where he should be. Um, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if we have to. <laughs> um, would I cast Man One as David Diggs? Yeah, that, that's a good yeah. cast. Does he have a high range? I haven't heard him sing that high. No idea. <laughs> I just think Fair he enough. would sing it. All really right. good. Let's yeah. ignore what Zane said. I'm <laughs> just gonna put David <laughs> yeah. Diggs in there. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and as woman one, Taylor Louderman, and woman two, Carrie Hope Fletcher. Okay, yeah. A young Carrie Hope Fletcher young can be a lot older than she looks, um, yeah. but that she is. Um, and also, she just I think would bring a lot of like powerhouse to that role. Yeah. Okay. I can definitely see that. I mean, and again, I don't think it's a very strong choice, but if Audra was going to be in it, it would be woman too. I've never seen mm-hmm. I've never seen Audra go full character. Um yeah. like at at the expense of uh vocal technique, uh which I think woman too kind of needs. Um but yeah, I think I I, I would pay to see it. So Audra, <laughs> if you're listening. You would pay to see her in anything though. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't pay to see her and bring it on. I, um, I probably wouldn't. You would. I would. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's our cast, shall we go into top five lists? Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. You're really late. Top five song cycles? Yeah, I have it on oh, top definitely. five song cycles. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, top five forehand musicals? Yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah. KB. I'm actually going to be controversial and I'm going to put Woman okay. 2 on top five female roles. Full stop. Because oh. you go this full spectrum of emotion, both legit sing and character sing, That's young true. and it's old. Fun. Like it is everything for both an actress and a singer. The, the only thing that isn't in it is dancing. Which, you which know. I think is the perfect role. <laughs> yeah, I'd just overrate it, to be honest. <laughs> just throw a tap dance in there, it'll be fine. <laughs> Look, you could tap in Surabaya, that I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'll make it work. That would be great. All yeah. the way through the monologue, just, just tap the whole time. Um, well, what other top fives do you, do you guys have? Um, I have top five Jason Robert Browns. Yep, easy. Is there, how many is there now? Six or seven? Or yeah, no. about that. yeah, I I, the, he, I think there's eight now, I believe, um, with Bridges. Are we counting that one about the the cowboy? Because he only like wrote three of the songs <laughs> in that. Right? Maybe, maybe. That's fine. This is still uh, top five uh, for me. Hey, friend of the show, Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he has been known to share our things, so he does. He likes. He does. He likes to share. <laughs> this is a wonderful show, Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I look. I this is a Zane personal list. It's not going to be on um, almost anyone else's, but this is pretty solidly top five musicals. And even though yeah. it's not technically a musical, it, this is usually on my top five. That's fair. Uh, fine. Yeah. 
I'll allow it. <laughs> um, I don't have any other top fives, I don't think. I feel like it's pretty hard. I don't know if it's... I mean, maybe it is. I feel like the original album is something that I could just... Like, top five is just albums I can listen to all over the way and through. over again. Top yeah. five easy listening albums. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. It's not, it's easy, not easy to listen, listen to. Is it? It's just like, it's, it's not, just it's a very a good rough. experience when you go through it. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's good. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so compelling, compelling recordings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also love to put, uh, like, I'm going to put, uh, uh, oh, well, God, what is it called? Flying Home. I'm going to put Flying Home on my top five male songs as well. Yeah, um, that's a good song. So, uh, I mean, there are a lot of songs in here um, that I, I think deserve to be on a top five list. I'm not going to go through them all because, again, it's going to be a lot of controversial picks for me and I just love the whole musical. So I'm just that that's the one that I feel most strongly about. Yeah. I feel like just one step for me is like top five speaky, singy songs. Char- character yeah. songs, character yeah. Songs. yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they'll let go. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. if that's all the top fives we got, then that's the end of the show. So thanks Yay. for joining us again, Chris. No worries. Bring in, bringing the quality shows. I'm so happy we finally got to talk about songs for a new world. Um, I could I talk about it for a million years. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked about it myself. Really, it's an indictment on your whole podcast that it took this long. <laughs> but we've done it now, so we, we've, we've made up for the past. Um, uh, thank you, Julie, for joining us again. Thank you. Thank you, KB. Thanks, Zane. And until next time, everybody, keep listening to musicals and stay safe. Bye. 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 That's Not COVID is a new podcast from all of the podcasters on the That's Not Canon Network. While we were all isolated and removed from our routines, we thought that the network could come together to offer this new podcast with ideas and ways to occupy your time, relieve your anxiety, and inject some fun into your day. You'll hear voices from all over the TNC network, so subscribe now for some quality distraction and entertainment, and we'll all get through this together. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. 